0: My name is Butterball Bob, and I'm here to bring you the best beer in town. (laughs)
1: Bully! Hey, I'm Julie.
0: (laughs) And I'm David. And we're fitness and nutrition coaches who want to give you a buttload of nuanced knowledge so you can make informed choices, feel confident, and live healthful, action-packed lives on your own terms.
1: In a world saturated with fad diets and fear-mongering, we mix science, real science, not flashy influencer pseudoscience, and sociology to help you embrace your humanness and find balance and health in a fashion that only promotes joy, freedom, and a happiness.
0: We work with all kinds, from youth athletes to grandparents, and encourage everyone to get curious about themselves and make choices that feel great, or to stop setting goals and to actually start living them.
1: Your needs are unique, and probably not all episodes are for all people. We'll try and specify beforehand. So, if you are sick of feeling confused, unmotivated, or lost when it comes to fitness and nutrition, let this be your last fitness and nutrition podcast. Or
0: maybe you're getting started on a fitness journey to build strength, endurance, or improve your athleticism, and we're here to help. So let's start.
1: Being Being human through through fitness fitness and and nutrition.
0: nutrition. I'm crying.
1: For those of you who are super confused, that was David checking the sound levels. And it sounds really good.
0: Julie was laying there while I did it. I don't think she took me seriously.
1: No, not until I went back and I'm just like, we can't delete this. This is gold. Oh my gosh. Mostly it's proof because you say, hey, you're the one in the last one. We never talked about this. You started your mini-sode by Because everybody crapping. talks about how good you you sound. Well, I talk in front of a microphone a lot. But also, you can do it, too, because that sounded great.
0: <laughs> I just got to put on my performer. Butterball Bob.
1: Exactly. All of it is a performer. Exactly. Oh, my. Wow. And we're back.
0: I just did a, I did, I realized that I did a blink.
1: It was like an I Dream of Genie." Yeah, but it, you can't hear a blink. No, sure cannot. Hold on. No, you still can't hear. That's the
0: loudest I could blink, guys. I'm sorry if you couldn't hear. It. We're back!
1: We're back with a real full episode. From outer space. In the comfort of our basement.
0: Yes, back in the comfort of our basement. It's, it's hot here in Kansas City, Missouri right now.
1: Sure is. Not a fa well, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Anyways, what are we talking about today?
0: I think we're talking about goals.
1: We're talking about goals.
0: And whether or not we need them.
1: Yeah. We thought the title would just be, you know, like, hey,
0: goals. This is going to be a fitness and nutrition
1: <laughs> slash health episode slash health slash maybe life. Who's to say? We'll, we'll see what happens. Let's not put ourselves in a box like that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Why not? And this is one you know, our future episode or sorry, future episodes, our past episodes have been a little more um, what's the word I'm looking for? Structured, sciency. Like we had things that we definitely wanted to get across to you. Now we're kind of traveling into just like. Chit chatting coaches, coaches chatting with coaches. Um, our philosophy is that you are the master of you, and we just give you tools to uh, approach health and fitness in a way that is practical and makes sense and feels good for you. So when we thought about this one, okay, goals. you need goals? We actually didn't plan out exactly what we're gonna say. We're just kind of. I mean, I I wrote down my little notes. You have your little notes in your head, and uh, we'll just you know riff from there and see how it goes. So when you heard the the title of hey goals do you need them what's your what was your gut answer my answer yeah i think it depends well my my (gasps) answer my
0: answer with everything is it depends actually people (laughs) at the gym joke about um when they ask me a question the answer is always it depends always i (laughs) I typically ask some follow-up questions but i'll try and be a little more discreet or more um direct uh i think they can be helpful in some situations yes
1: okay cool how about you so that was what I was gonna say is my my gut answer was it depends. <laughs> womp womp, that's boring. You're so boring. No, but <laughs> but actually though, I saw on Instagram just a few, it was like a week ago before I knew we were doing this, and I'm glad I saw it because this was a post from Precision Nutrition. So that's uh where I got my certification from. What I would call a very highly accredited account. An account I trust. It really uh it, it kind of talked about, like, goals as well. And it was, like, it gave you two types of goals. And there's actually two kinds of goals. And so my answer was, it depends. Now, I think my answer would be more likely, yeah, goals can be super, super helpful. But there's a big old but. There's two types of goals. She said big old but. There's a big old but. <laughs> there's a big old but. The but being <laughs> there's two types of goals one is more helpful than the other the other is not necessarily bad in in itself Hmm. but it depends on our context approaching that kind of goal have you heard about this before
0: uh i'm interested into what you're saying so i'm i'm familiar with multiple styles of goals so i'm interested to what as Mm. as to what you're going to teach me today
1: okay and then i will say at the end i had 2.5 goals that i hear about in the health and fitness space which in my opinion aren't the most helpful or productive. So if at the end, we can maybe. <laughs> That's more opinion-based. Through my experience, there's 2.5 goals I can think of that are less than helpful. But mm. in general, though, I thought it was it depends. Now, I think it is they can help you if we approach them in this way. And there's two different kinds. So the two different kinds of goals that I well, – uh, sorry? Let's, before we talk about that, let us I think that it's beneficial to talk about like
0: when you say goals – or we say goal setting, or like, is, is it important to set goals? Like, what do we mean?
1: Hmm. I mean, that's that's kind of, what do we mean? Yeah. What do we mean? What do we mean? Ah! So, well, the two kinds of goals that I, that I know is. about. uh, One is outcome-based goals. And the other is habit-based goals. And yeah. the other is habit-based goals. Yeah, these goals, are, sure. I,
0: I, and I, I think that... Um, More often than not, people think of goals as outcome-based goals. That's what I'm saying. I
1: was actually going to play a game of like, hey, when you hear this and you think of a goal, like, what is the first goal that comes to your mind?
0: Like in the health space, I think of like lose ten pounds, sure, or
1: run a seven-minute mile, five k,
0: deadlift three hundred pounds. And those are all outcome-based goals, which I think is what mostly people default to.
1: That's what people default to, and believe it or not, that was the one that I was going to say is less helpful. In my experience and in my opinion, because, well, it depends. So because you can sit at home and go, hey, my goal is to deadlift 300 pounds. But if you can't deadlift 300 pounds today, you can't do anything. So the trick or the issue with the outcome-based goals is that the goal itself is inactionable. Like we can't, you know, if you say we want to do this and we can't do it right now, we can't do it right now. But we use the habit-based goals to get there. So habit-based goals could be, you know, practice strength training three times a week, you know, uh, start your day off by drinking water, add vegetables, different kinds of random habit-based things, which I think can be super helpful um, in order to just like build sustainable health patterns that feel good in your body or help you reach those outcome-based goals. But the outcome-based goals can be a trap because – The outcome based goals, I think, can be fishy. It's one of those things where it's like if the root of you wanting to run the 5K or do the triathlon is coming from a place of good, fun, love, exploration, curiosity, spending quality time doing the things you love, bringing you closer to people you love, or just pushing your body because that is something that is important to you or feels like brings you joy and happiness, overall a good thing, then I think that can be fine. Uh, but I think there's also a lot of times where people chase the outcome based goals and not really know why, or maybe the why is rooted in something like my, I was going to say something terrible, um, not having a lot of like self-love <laughs> what I was, it wasn't going to say something terrible, but like my father didn't give me enough attention in my childhood. That was <laughs> not terrible, but it can be a band-aid for something potentially a little deeper. no. Mm. And anyways, habit-based goals are like, if we want to experience change, you have to make a change. And so habit tracking or habit-based data is just a really good way to gather res- gather data about yourself and action will create some sort of result. And we can tailor those actions to be the results that you want to see, you know? Um, and I think it's important to approach those with progress over perfection, because if we stop doing everything, then we don't do anything. So Um, habit goals can bring us closer to the outcome-based goals, uh, but just remember, you know, like, when things happen, it's not failure, it's just data. You can't fail. You can't fail this. We're we're all alive doing it. But what were you going to say about?
0: I was going to say, so the, in my, my experience or what I understand about these two types of goal-setting methods is that they're for different types of activities or different things. So, like, you wouldn't say, you wouldn't say, I want to, I mean, maybe you would, I want to meditate for two hours like it would be like most more often I mean, I guess you could meditate for two hours, but most of the benefits of meditation are come about through repeated exposures. And so you would say like, I want to meditate five times a week, mm-hmm. or I want to accumulate 60 minutes of meditation across the entirety of the week. And then you would set that up into habitual goals of like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or your, your meditation days. Um, I think that an outcome-based goal can be very beneficial for somebody who is externally motivated. So I think of, I have a friend who is if they don't sign up for a crossfit competition they're not motivated to work out <laughs> so they sign up for a crossfit competition which is technically an external goal of by october 24th i need to be fit enough to do this competition and what's going to keep me showing up to exercise day in and day out between now and then is signing up for an external goal mm-hmm. or signing up for an external competition so i think it's beneficial to understand what motivates a person Okay. And if you are listening to this, what motivates you? So if you're somebody who is internally or intrinsically motivated versus externally or extrinsically motivated, motivated by yourself from the inside, that would probably be more habit-based goals would be beneficial. Um, if you're somebody who is motivated by external goals, like I want to perform as well as I can in a marathon or I want to perform as well as I can in uh, a bodybuilding show or I want to do as well as I can – at a hike that I'm getting ready to do, those would be like performance-based, outcome-based goals. But you would still need to set up action steps along the way. And so, Julie and I, when we do our nutrition practices, and I do goal reviews uh, with with athletes at CrossFit Northland, it's never just you set the outcome-based goal and that's it. Like mm-hmm. maybe that's the kind of what you're getting at, which is if you just set the outcome-based goal, it doesn't tell you much about how to get there. Yeah. You have to take that and out. Anytime you set a goal, you have to set that, take that goal and break it down into action steps into milestones, how do you know that you're moving in the right direction? Which I think is where most people fall by the wayside when it comes to goal setting. Hmm. So if you set an outcome based goal that says, even let's say it is I want to lose ten pounds. You're whatever for whatever reason you say I want to be two sizes smaller so I can fit into a dress for an activity or whatever it might be. If even if that's what you say, which is an outcome based goal, the 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 you're not gonna just do nothing and and make your way there. You have to take some actions. Hmm. So that might be I'm gonna include Fruits and vegetables with my breakfast, lunch, and dinner throughout the week, and I'm going to make sure that I'm uh, exercising twice a week. Those would be habit-based activities to support the goal that you have.
1: Okay, sure. I was going to say I think like outcome-based goals can be good. We'll we'll come back to composition-based goals. I've got something to say about that in the end. But um, this is what, so. I I would also like
0: to to say that like, for the it depends. I think that. Goals make more sense for me in a fitness space than they do in a uh, nutrition space.
1: Ah, yeah, you're gonna get you're getting to my uh, point at oh, the I, end. I, I, no, I it's great, too, I it's great, too far ahead. it's I'm great. Sorry. I love it. No, 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 you're good. You're you. We were we weren't gonna have a plan, and we we think more like than we don't. <laughs> yeah. But I was gonna say the outcome based. I think you know the outcome based goals can be helpful in the beginning because it breeds motivation. You're like, wow. I said I could do this, and I, you know, set some habit-based goals. They led to the outcome-based goals. You can feel good about it. You can run the 5K, get the get the medal, and that's cool. But um, then there comes to a point, though, where sometimes that's not going to work with your life and your schedule, and then all we have are those habit-based goals. And sometimes if you're just living the health life, you don't even need them at any point. Like, the past year, I don't think I've had any goals, because if you just kind of have a base of foundation of health, you're just... You're just doing the thing.
0: You know what I mean. I think that you have some non-explicit habit-based goals.
1: Okay, potentially. Like I don't think it you'd... doesn't feel like a goal. I though, don't think it's you... just it feels like the thing you do so that you don't go is... crazy. But that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's that's what we're talking <laughs> about. Which is that we we, we we I think we don't I don't think that we uh, explicitly say our goals out loud as much as we have them. So I'm the same way. I don't, sure. I, don't I don't like. I mean, I've had like the you know the the goal setting. Manual or whatever where you write down the goals that you have and you like this is what I want to accomplish in five years And those just don't do it for me. Yeah, I'm much more likely like break it down into what I need to do on a daily basis What I need to do on a weekly basis and those are the things that I want to try to accomplish and you can look at it like 75% if you wanna get above, you know, 80%, the Pareto right. principle. 80% of the time we want to be doing those things. Yeah. And that can be a nutritional habit-based goal, right? Like is if you were saying I, I want to eat more healthfully, I want to do that 80% of the time, that could be something that you try to
1: yeah. accomplish. Yeah, and what I was gonna say is that for any goal, whether it's habit-based or outcome-based, when I sit down and do like a no sweat intro with somebody, um, and what I try to convey to people or what if if I see this in someone, I'm kind of like, okay, how can I Best help them is that in from my experience in the coaching that we've done the past what three years, mm-hmm. I've been an official coachy coach. Uh, is that for any goal or anything, the death? What would you say the death of successes?
0: The death of success. Like what? if
1: somebody's like wants to see some sort of success, some sort of result. If something gets in the way, and they're not like, what is there something that you would say is like the the biggest like wrench in other people's success?
0: Uh, I think it depends on whether we're talking about nutrition or fitness. I think that injury is the one that I see as the biggest wrench in people's success oh. because it changes timelines. Uh, okay, for fitness. But it's interesting because you brought the S word, which is actually what I was kind of thinking of. Whenever we think, when I think of goals, I like to think of like, what is our definition of success? Yeah. Like what is letting us know that we are doing things the way that we want to be doing them? Yeah. And that's where I think that whether you call it a goal or you call it an outcome or you call it a habit, whatever you call it, just letting you know that you're moving in the right direction because if we don't acknowledge ourselves moving in the right direction, motivation is likely to wane. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the the habits that we have, we try to instill at CrossFit Northland is this concept of bright spots, which is uh, founded on Carol Dwick's, um, uh, Book she called wrote named uh, Grit, which is saying that most more often than not we look at how far we have to go versus how far we've come. Mm. We think of like I still I'm not where I want to be, and we get demotivated as opposed to looking at all the changes that we've made and the growth that we've made. Okay, and it's the idea of people think that motivation leads to success, where in actuality it's the other way around. Success leads to motivation. So seeing yourself yeah. successful is beneficial. So interesting. Uh, Roundabout way to talk about what gets in the way, I think, is when people don't feel themselves being successful. If they think that they are not doing the things that they need to do, they either cancel their appointment, they don't show up for their appointment, or they show up for their appointment and they say, I, The very first question I ask is, What has gone well? Yeah. And they're like, Nothing has gone well. And I'm like, Well, that's physiologically impossible <laughs> for nothing to have gone well. And right. so we dig, and we dig, and we dig, and I'm like, well, that went well. And, oh, I also did this thing. And I I, I also hit okay. that PR. Yeah. And I also did this. So I think a lot of times the biggest, what I find to be the biggest thing that gets in the way. So external environment, external factors like injury aside, is people finding feeling like they don't, they're not moving in the direction that they should Fascinating. be.
1: Fascinating. I like that. That's interesting. Because when I say success and you say success, it's true. The listener is going to have so many different Ideas of what that could be. Personally, I think it would just be feeling good and feeling like you're doing the thing that you want to do or moving closer to the thing that you want yep. to do. Um, I was going to say like the biggest wrench, I think, in people wanting to see success or progress is um, like judgment and perfectionism is like the killer. Yeah, go, I mean. Yeah. And that's kind of same, in full in this, circle. We got there. <laughs> same, it's the same. At the same
0: I think it's the, what did they say? Like, that's the symptom. Like, the symptom could be what I just mentioned, whereas the, like, the causal factor is what you're talking about, where people expect themselves to be- Like,
1: oh my gosh, three days in a row, my kid got sick, and I couldn't come in, F it, McDonald's for dinner every night, because it's like, Uh, when it rains, it pours. That's a
0: little bit of that black and white mentality, too. But there's, I think there's a lot of people who are like, well, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to make it in the last two weeks for whatever reason. I need it. let's, let's cancel or let's push the session back. Right. Like, no, 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 no. no. The, the goal is to continue to meet. Like the, the win, the is win is to show up, to show up. Yeah. And if we have that definition of winning as showing up, that's like our basil of like, no, we just show up. Yeah. You're going to make it to wherever you want to go. If you just
1: show up, you know, 50% of the time for a year. Oh my gosh! And you the, know what I mean? That's and, like
0: and the, so the, the the other one that I was going to mention I think eighty percent of the time. You me, mentioned whatever. perfectionism. I think timeline is also what typically throws people off the most. Oh, I'm like okay, yeah, uh, it, I would be amiss if we didn't or amiss if we didn't talk about smart goals because we're talking about goal setting. And goals. Goals are specific, measurable, actionable, uh, realistic, and time. Some people
1: don't know about that. Yeah,
0: but uh, and, and that's what I guess if you don't know what that means, that's what's that mean? Smart goals. S M A R T. Yeah. Specific. Measurable, actionable, realistic, and time key. That's a great goal setting system. Yeah. If you are so inclined that you love setting that
1: you're gonna really want to set those goals. Set goals.
0: I think what most people struggle with is they set unrealistic or comparative time domains. So like uh-huh. I wanna lose 30 pounds this month.
1: Yeah. Realistic. And the <laughs> only way that
0: you can do that is in an unsustainable, unhealthy way. Sure. And so either you, you do amputate. that unsustainable, unhealthy way. <laughs> or you don't achieve it, and you're like, well, I guess I guess this will never work. And so I think that, that uh, unrealistic expectations is probably unrealistic. You get you you mentioned perfectionism, and I think that that's probably the same kind of. It's in the same. It boils down to Bo- the same thing. Yeah. Um, I will say that one of the things that I like about either habitual goals or outcome-based goals is that this is really like the the we're kind of uh, we are mm, we're speaking about things that have to do with the human being's dopamine system, hmm. right? Yeah. So like the dopamine system, you know, 30,000 foot level, you see an apple in a tree over there, your brain kicks on to say, go get the apple, you get the apple off the tree, your brain says, good job, you got the apple off the tree, you get a little bit of dopamine, which feels good. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we set goals and we achieve them, it's, it's, a, it's a feedback mechanism for the body to say, good job. Yeah. Uh, and more often than not, I think we, we could probably talk in an entire podcast another one besides this about the dopamine system and how we get over inundated with screens we get over inundated with pleasures we we, we were talking about this just the other night yeah but all that to be said is that there's valuable there's there's benefits to setting realistic goals whether that be habit-based goals or even just defining what success is what the outcome when i say outcome here i mean like um why are you exercising why mm-hmm. do you think that you need to exercise i want to feel better so i can get down on the floor and play with my kids perfect if that's what yeah. your definition of success is i would call that a goal mhm and then if you say at some point you reflect you're like oh crap i got down on the floor and i played with little johnny for 20 minutes last night and i was able to get back up and everything didn't feel hurt during the process like that's you just you just realized you your success it. congratulations
1: congratulations <laughs> and
0: maybe that's it maybe you just go into maintenance mode or maybe you're like actually was that was pretty awesome i want to go to the next thing now i want to be able to walk two miles without stopping i don't know whatever whatever those definitions are and this is a if you want to call that a goal awesome yeah i don't know that i don't i don't necessarily need you to call it a goal and i don't think that um calling it a goal makes it better or worse you know there's these studies that have been shown that if you don't write down a goal you're less likely to achieve it i think this is more like a front of mind thing the human being like if we say something and we don't actually follow through on it we don't create a plan to follow through on it it's more likely that we're not going to do it but i'm not worried about that being happening with this this audience cool
1: yeah i like that wow goals anyways i had two and a half kinds of goals i personally don't recommend Mm. and this part you know what this is my opinion so and i've I very much understand people come from all over and I'm interested. all different things. I'm interested so it's okay if, if you disagree be. with me. It is totally okay if you disagree with me. Um, but what, the one that came to my mind, we talked about this kind of in the beginning, was composition goals are really fishy. Fishy, squirrely, squirrely girly. <laughs> so composition would be like, you know, muscle gain, fat loss, of course these things are possible through you know, fitness and nutrition tweaks and changes. But and even as I'm just talking this out loud right now, I'm I'm thinking, okay, general composition goals, yes, of course. Maybe we want to build some muscle or lose some body fat. I'm thinking more like either really specific or pretty extreme, right? really specific or pretty extreme. Everybody is different. Everybody's going to like to sit at a certain body fat percentage, so chasing a number can be can feel a little arbitrary. You know, what does that number um feel like in you? We don't really know if we're chasing it and it can be super unsustainable. We see this with bodybuilders, right? Um so just approaching it from like the perspective that your body is trying to keep you alive, it's just something maybe to think about, yeah. I don't know. A lot of it can, it's so hard because you don't know where if it's the realistic, you know what I mean? I think plenty of people have things outside the realistic. Where are these numbers coming from? You're like, I want to be 15% body fat. Okay. What, what, what does that number do? Like you don't get there and like all of a sudden your bills are gone. Your life is better. Your skin is clear and you have a hot boyfriend. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it's, Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of a myth that society has perpetuated for so long. I also think a myth that society has perpetuated is that this ideal body type is something that is very hard to maintain and unrealistic to maintain for a lot of people. So just in my growth as the person that I am, it it was incredibly beneficial for me to just kind of like not worry about that at all. But then at the end, there is also this part where... If you know, like, hey, I am overweight and it's hurting my knees, how can we seek the progress that you want to experience to help you live a better life on your own terms without kind of getting wrapped up in this, like, this sad, hard narrative? You know what I mean? Hmm. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Uh, How would you feel about somebody saying... Not necessarily setting a body composition goal of a specific percent body fat, but what about just decreasing percent body fat?
1: I think that's better. And also too, because you don't know the future self, we talk about this, like you don't know what your future best self may look like. Mm-hmm. You think your future best self may be this and it's actually that. You know what I mean?
0: And I think that more often than not, so uh, this is a this is a hard one to talk about whenever you talk about decreasing your body size. Uh-huh. Sometimes this is associated with positive or negative health outcomes, right?
1: right? Or increasing your body size too. Or I wanna incre- be this, you know, yeah. muscle mass and this weight. And yep. sometimes, too, it's it's not just about the goal. Because the goal, that outcome goal, you have to maintain it. And in order to maintain it, those habits need to stay the yep. same. And you need to live at that level well, All the time, and if that's if that doesn't line up with like you having like a life and a career and kids, if you like just want to spend your whole life in a gym and that's well, your well, purpose for living, that's cool. Well, how but-
0: about or, or what if you have to instead of setting the goal as the percent body fat at that point or the body weight, you you realize I have to change my lifestyle. Sure, yeah. I have to change my lifestyle. I Have to be the kind of person who can exist at that. Yeah, and that I mean that's that's in me, to my mind is a different conversation than just decreasing body weight or increasing body weight or increasing skeletal muscle mass.
1: Got it. And there's a little bit of this, like, when the goal is something you don't have right away, it's like a source of lack. So, like, if the goal were, you know, hey, I know that over the pandemic I gained this much weight, I'm not feeling that great, and you go to the gym every day being like, well, remember that time I gained all that weight and, like, blah, 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 you know, it can just be, it can be hard. I think that, like, we want the goal to be... Except that, you know, your brain will be your brain, whether regardless of what your body size is. So just kind of wishing your body was different is hard. And also, uh, we can't control our bodies as much as we think we can, you know, like we can make changes and hope that they produce results. But at the end of the day, you think of illnesses or injuries, or we, you know, it's something that we can't magically just like have a hundred percent control over. So poisonally, the composition goals are a fishy realm. And some people are going to disagree with me. And that's great. Um, but I think that there are better goals to create more whole health, of course, depending on where the listener is coming from, because we have lots of different kinds of listeners. You know what I mean? And the last little bit being that our bodies are always evolving and always changing. And in each season, as our habits change, sure, the composition might change. You can still be a very healthy person at this composition or a very healthy person at this composition. So at the end of the day, what would what's the why? You know what I mean? And so I just think it's easy to your, to take care of something that you are content with at the current state. I think it's kind of a myth that if you're content with yourself, you'll just like stop exercising and eat McDonald's every day. And that's actually, in my experience, has been the opposite. When mm-hmm. you're content with yourself, you care to show up and do beautiful things, nice things for yourself, which yep. is uh, something, I mean, that could be maybe a whole mini-sode, something I think that... Mainstream fitness has gotten so backwards, in my opinion. And anyways, the other one was gonna be like any kind of like extreme cleanse dieting, even whole 30. Personally not my favorite. Uh was it? Um because why? <laughs> because these things get a lot of traction on the internet, hoping to produce some outcome based result with these habits that could potentially be very extreme, um, or not beneficial for overall health, maybe harmful to overall health. Uh, the like whole cleanse world is not backed by a lot of, by any good science. And as far as I know, um, if you want to send me some secret thing that probably doesn't exist, I'm (laughs) from the dark web. Anyways, no food will kill you. Your liver detoxes you. Um, there's a a danger in getting wrapped up in extremes when it comes to nutrition and fitness. So, um, I think that it can just be like the shiny orb, but in reality, we might be missing actually the things that will make a difference and will make you feel more health centered. You know, it doesn't have to be so extreme, especially when it comes with the thing we do to stay alive. I personally don't believe that it's healthy to do something extreme, right? Or, um, and once again, just asking why, why even like a whole, a whole 30, like why, you know, legumes have plenty of nutritional benefits. Like if you know that eating legumes gives you gas and hurts your stomach, okay, of course, yes, that is like tangible feedback. Don't do that. But it kind of like removes a bunch of food, makes you, it's very hard to sustain with. And 90% of the people in my experience who I've chatted with, who ends up doing these things end up like relapsing. You know what I mean? Not, and re, relapse, like we have to eat food. It's not a relapse at all. It's just like a the thing itself was so strict. And then trying to find normal is very hard. And then it's just like we go off, quote, quote, off the rails because we were restricting ourselves in a way that isn't necessary to overall health. And of course, the why is so important. Like if you think, hey, I'm having some digestive issues. Is it dairy? Saying like, you know what, I'm going to like cut back from dairy just to see how this makes me feel, that has a different, what, what that has a different, yeah, what's uh, it,
0: what, what has that feel? What, uh, what feels different about that to you?
1: Um, one is coming from wanting better f- for yourself in a tangible way that hopefully isn't going to make you feel bananas. Cause as
0: I was thinking about this, I think it's your, you dislike the elimination
1: yeah, unless you, like, have a specific thing, like, oh, I think this thing so might like if somebody actually said, be hurting of, me, then it's, like, you're...
0: Instead of instead of saying, like, like it, it not necessarily, like, extreme diets or Whole30 itself, but, like, if I said I want to do a Whole Foods challenge where I'm saying I'm going to try stick to stick to 30 days of five days a week I'm eating Whole Foods, does it have the same ring to you?
1: Um, Could you just add more Whole Foods and then, like, if there's a Thursday that you need to hit the drive through not beat yourself up about it? is you know what i mean is that like realistically applications to our lives like that's that's really hard in our modern world and not only really hard not necessary for most people in overall health people come from different like uh health needs but what would be the
0: difference in that and a habit based goal
1: um the habit based goal is just like more often than not let's like include a vegetable i think it's more of a the verbiage is more about inclusion as opposed to exclusion. Does that make sense? Hmm. And I think the the why is what's so important, right? Like in really getting honest with yourself, why? Is it to be, quote, quote, healthier? Because you can be healthier without doing something extreme. In fact, I, I would imagine you would be healthiest without doing something extreme, you know? So I think that why is just kind of like the key part. And if you approach anything with curiosity, love, and you're not going to beat yourself up about it, then maybe, OK, go for it. Try it. It's a free world. Do whatever you want. But if the undertone is, I'm going to be a failure, I did this, I can't wait for this to be over because I'm just like dying to sink my teeth into a double bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> that's, uh, in my opinion, unnecessary suffering that we don't mm-hmm. need. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Anyways, so extreme things, not, uh, not my jam. But once again, feel free to disagree. It is your, your world. And a lot of people in the fitness space would disagree with me. So like, maybe I'm the black sheep, whatever. Uh, And then, oh, I had 2.5, (laughs) 2.5. My 0.5 was thing like, was things like nutrition challenges or 75 hard. Cause I know people who love these things. And once again, if it's coming from a place of, you know, making you feel better, you feel blah, blah, blah. But if it's like 75 hard, like, I don't think fitness should have to be associated with being hard. Because then we can't do it for forever. Does that make sense? But some people do that and they love it. And they're like, you know, once the 75 was hard, I did, once 75 hard was over, I did continue to keep drinking water. I did keep Mm. my afternoon walk. And it really was like the kickstart that set me up on a a good projectile of health-based habits.
0: Mm.
1: That's awesome. There's also the people who are like, oh, yeah, I tried it for two weeks. It sucked. Couldn't do it. And then it's, instead of doing a 75 hard, if we had done like a you know, seven day medium, right? Like seven Mm -hmm. days of adding (laughs) a palm of protein at lunch and dinner and getting in, you know, four servings of veggies or seven days of getting 30 minutes of activity a day. Could we have done that and been like, oh, okay. You know, Mm -hmm. and once again, user context, that's kind of our whole platform is just giving you tools so that you can coach thyself and do what feels good for you because sometimes these arbitrary things like the whole 30 to 75 part like according to who according to what you know maybe according to one person 15 years ago but it's that's not you and so um i think anytime we can use ourselves as like the source of of knowledge and the source of Uh, the why and the power is going to help you actually make changes that fuel your whole health for your whole life.
0: I think that, um, I don't don't disagree with anything that you just said. I I think that my rationale behind why I would steer somebody away from them would be different. Mm. So I think that uh, we mentioned the the value of starting small and seeing success. And I think that everything that you just mentioned sets people up for failure Mm. because you're more likely to fail it.
1: Yeah. And then it's, yeah.
0: And if you're going to fail it, like if you say my goal is to run a sub four minute mile and you're right now running a 12 minute mile, you're it's I mean, you could achieve that. It's just going to be a very, very hard goal to achieve. And it's going to take, take a
1: years, long, long, <laughs>
0: long, long, long time. And so if you're saying in six weeks, that's where I want to be. That's you're just not it's unrealistic. unrealistic. Right? And I think that more often than not, people start these things that you mentioned from a, 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 a place of not being where they need to be in order to be successful with those those types of challenges um and so they're setting themselves up for failure so the person who does 75 hard gets two weeks and be like this is way too hard this is dumb i can't do any of this stuff mm-hmm. that 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 was not the right It was not meeting them where they're at right yeah um and i think that there are value and so like whether there's whether there's people who are listening to this who've seen value in whole 30 or in a some sort of a cleanse i i feel the same way about cleanses in general i think that they're your 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 liver. If you have a healthy liver, does that for you? As as does sweating. If you do both of those things, you don't need to. If your liver is unhealthy, you should not do a cleanse.
1: <laughs> you really shouldn't do. You a You will cleanse. get
0: very sick and likely need <laughs> need to go to the hospital and be septic. Oh my god! So,
1: but there was. Did you see? There was that girl. We had a, well, an influencer. We had, influencer a, we had a,
0: passed there away. Was a, a girl who died. But we also have somebody at the gym who is, is has issues with that. And so so don't oh so if you <laughs> don't just don't do cleanses. Um, if it comes to some sort of an extreme diet, whether it's like you know, 50 bananas a day for 30 days straight, like, first of all, check with your healthcare provider before you do something like that. Second of all, there's probably some value. Like, so I did one, one time where I I lunged a mile. This was a very arbitrary goal that I set for myself. I
1: forgot about that. Um,
0: But I didn't just go out and do a lunging of a mile after doing nothing. Like I built my way up to it. Right. And it was Mm -hmm. one of those, like, I just wanted to see if I could do it. And that was like a challenge to myself, but it was a challenge to myself that came from a place of like, I had been doing things along the way that made me think that I could actually go yeah. do that thing. So Curiosity. like, and, and I think that there's a, a fine line between those two. And th- and the, the last thing that I wanted to mention was I mentioned earlier on, I think that outcome based goals make sense or goals make more sense in general to me in the fitness space than they do in the nutrition space. Right. Um, and this has to do with the fact that fitness adaptations are specific. It's called the SED principle, the S-A-I-D specific adaptation to impose demands principle. So if you are wanting to get stronger, you need to do things that are going to build muscle. Mm. If you want to include improve your cardiorespiratory endurance, you need to do things that are going to improve your improve your ability to intake, deliver, and utilize oxygen. And knowing what those things are for you will dictate what type of training you do. Huh. If you don't know what type of uh, uh, um, uh, what type of response you want from your training, just pick one. It, one of my favorites for people if they've never done any strength training is to choose strength training. Yeah. Improve your muscle mass. Improving your muscle mass will improve your basal, me- bas- basal metabolic rate, which will improve the amount of calories you burn at rest, which will allow you to eat more food, which is a most often more often than not a good thing. Yeah. Like more people want most people want to eat more as opposed to eat less. Um, <laughs> and so and then I also think that strength training is beneficial from a standpoint of showing a, a human being what they're physically capable of. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know what you want to do, I'd just say pick something. So there's – and I, I can li- put a link out there about the different um, the different uh, responses you can get to training. But for fitness, I think it makes sense to just if, – if you don't know, just pick something and start working toward that. For nutrition, <laughs> I think it's a little bit fuzzier in terms of whether or not you might need one personally. Right. Um, or like that, say that you motivation.
1: did like the outcome goal to eat a perfect month of paleo. Okay, fine. But now what? You know what I mean? It's it's not something – Sure. Unless you want to do that for the rest of your yep. life, which if you feel great that way, and I, that's and guess, great. And but I guess
0: habit-based goals make more sense
1: for me. Way more sense for nutrition. Nutrition.
0: Uh, and uh, even to a certain f- extent for fitness. Once you set your goal of, yeah. I want to build more muscle, you could say my habit is I want to work out in a strength training facility three times a week. Yeah. That could be the habit. And then… Every 90 days, you reassess whether or not you're moving in the right direction or not. And I think that that's why I said, asked Julie earlier, how do you feel about just increasing or decreasing? So, like, I'm not trying to go for a specific amount of muscle mass because who knows? But you say I'm trying to increase my muscle mass, test, do a a DEXA scan or a BOD POD or an in-body three months later. Are you moving in the right direction? And if you're not, assess why that might not be. Like, what have you been or or not been doing and then change something up.
1: Yeah, change up the habits, make them Fun, make them practical, make them happy, make them things that make you happy to be alive.
0: <laughs> so, goal setting, do you need it?
1: It depends. It depends. <laughs> well, kids, it's been 40 minutes and we're right back where we started. It depends. I think, yes, it depends. I think it can be, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you probably care a little bit about fitness and nutrition or maximizing yep. your life or taking care of your body. I think it can be a helpful little like true north you know yeah. what I mean
0: define define what success means for you or define, define what. what your outcome what you like when I say outcome like what kind of life do you want to have you want to have a life where you're moving around and you're able to go out and play a pickup game of basketball okay then that's the goal the, yeah. the you know the the vision for the future maybe that's a better way to put it what's the vision of why we're doing these things and then whether that's you're gonna pick outcome-based goals along the way, I'm, oh yeah, I want to be able to, I want to be the kind of person who gets up and runs every single day. And I know that something that will motivate me is setting, signing up for a 5k. Awesome. Or you just say, I'm going to create the habit of running every day and I'm going to for put a 20 minute block in my schedule appointment at 5 30 AM or whatever time you have available. And I'm just going to get up and I'm going to run every single one of those. And guess what? Sometimes you might not make every single one of them, but yeah. if more often than not, 80% of the time you do it, you're probably moving in the right direction.
1: That's If if there is no outcome goal, right? Then that's great, then it's all, it's good, it's great. You ran 80% of the time, that's a lot more than 0%. That is plenty, that will suffice,
0: (laughs) that will suffice. As you're doing these types of things, remembering to turn around and look back at how far you've come, to, to show you how much work you've put in, to honor the, the process that you've been kind of going down, and also to help continue to motivate you moving forward towards wherever it is that you want to go.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it a
0: lot. This is Big Bob <laughs> <laughs> telling you to have a blast of a day.
1: I'm going to make you do a whole mini in that voice. I don't know what we're going to be talking about, though. Was it Big Bob or was it Buttery Bob? I don't know. We'll have to go back and listen. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so tune in next week.
0: <laughs> so tune in next week. Where Buttery Bob. <laughs> what? Buttery Bob will be back to tell you about having a brilliant day
1: see you have a, you have a radio voice too we all have everyone practice your radio voice and <laughs> come back
0: i hope that they're all listening to this and walking or driving and practicing like, the radio what? voice as well oh. well thank you guys so much for tu- tuning in to hear us Chit chat about goals a little bit. If you have any thoughts about goal setting or goal um, habit-based goals slash outcome-based goals yourself, we'd love to hear your, your experience. Love it. If there's anything that we said that uh, resonated with you, please let us know. If there's anything that you, we said that you hated, please let us know. Sure, love it. We'd love to. We'd love to hear all uh, all about your guys' experiences.
1: Alrighty groovy everybody see you next time bye thanks for listening this week and be sure to rate and subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts let us know what you think and submit questions to being human fitness and nutrition at gmail.com and be sure to follow us on instagram at being human fitness and nutrition and if you want to support us or get bonus content subscribe to our patreon We are incredibly excited to start this journey with you, and we appreciate any and all support. See you next week.